0: now has won 15 in a row, the last 11 games of the regular season. Three games in a row over Minnesota in the American League Championship, and of course they won yesterday. At 15 games in a row, they've won 23 of their last 26 games. And of course, more importantly, they won the first World Series game. And meanwhile, Cincinnati, in their last six games, the Big Red Machine has only scored 17 runs. But today is the second game of the World Series. And as they say, a brand new ball game. And for the play-by-play, here's Chuck Thompson. Thank you very much, Jim Simpson. Good afternoon, everybody. Don Buford stands in against the right-handed Jim McLaughlin. Buford won for four yesterday. Quick hitter and a left-hander against the McLaughlin, whose curveball is low and inside, and we're underway with game number two. McLaughlin has an outstanding curveball, a pretty good fastball, and his change sometimes looks like a fork ball. All two is high and inside, Out of Buford. Two balls, no strikes to the Oriole left fielders. Another of the many Californians in Major League Baseball, Don Buford. McLaughlin ready to go, His two-knocking, is a ball three, low and outside. Buford ran the hands up the bat, apparently taking all the way. Three balls, no strikes, the count to the Oriole leadoff hitter, Don Buford. Around the... Uh, Cincinnati infield, Perez at third base, he's up to shallow, deep and short is Woodward. Second baseman held, first baseman made. May. 3 nothing is a strike call, and uh, Buford is taking all the way. Three balls, one strike to Don Buford. In yesterday's encounter, Buford fouled with a catcher, fly to right, drilled a single in the Oriole pick spinning, which rubbed out in the double play. Then he skied to the left fielder in the eighth inning. McGlossin throws, a matching strike, 2 ball So a full count to Baltimore's leadoff hitter, Buford, 3-2. and two. He will be followed by Paul Blair, and then Drew Powell. A change in the Cincinnati outfield, and that is the only change. A swing and a looping fly ball down over the head of the third baseman. If it drops in fair ground, it's going to be trouble. It is. It's a fair ball. Now out in foul ball, the third baseman Perez grabs it. And Buford is on with a blue single. Just a little looping top fly over the head of the third baseman. Hit a couple of feet there, and then down Powell. And uh, Don Buford has hit number two in the 1970 World Series, a blue single over the head of the third baseman. So lead leadoff hitter is reached, and so now Baltimore's number two batter, right-hand swinging Paul Blair, who also had one hit in uh, four trips yesterday, and it was a scratch hit at that, but paid off in a big Baltimore run as Boog Powell followed it. With a two-run home run, but hits to Blair. It's a strike right at the knees in the outside corner. Lee May is holding with a speedy John Buford at first base. Outfield to Paul Blair is deep and around four the left field side. McJay is away deep and left. The center fielder is is toward the alley and left center. Right fielder rolls row toward the alley and right center. As McLaughlin goes to first base, no play on Buford. Now the one-strike offering to the leading Paul Blair. Curve fouled back to the screen and the count is two strikes now to Paul Blair. In talking to Oriole batters about McLaughlin, the one thing they want to make quite clear is that they have a tremendous amount of respect for McLaughlin and think that he has one of the better curveballs that they swing at. Two strikes to Paul Blair. Buford is aboard at first base with a blue single over the head of the third baseman, Tony Perez. The set by McLaughlin, the right-hander throws, swinging another foul on the screen, and the cow holds two strikes to Paul Blair. Well, as Jim uh, Simpson told you, an overcast Sunday afternoon in Cincinnati, and as we look up above now, it appears that the weather is trying to improve. We can see a few patches of blue, and we might yet have sunshine before game number two is over. Buford with a short lead at first base. The set by McLaughlin, a throw to first. Buford is back despite the tag yet with Lee May. Big right-hander McLaughlin ready to go. Kicks and fires to curbing in the dirt an and outside on a good save from catcher Johnny Bench. One ball, two strikes to Paul Blair. The on-back hitter for the Orioles, then, is Boog Powell. George Staller coaches the first base side for Baltimore with Billy Hunter at third base. McLaughlin ready to go again. The right-hander sets below the belt fires, lone outside, to even the count of two balls and two strikes. Well, all of the talk about the Orioles and Cincinnati in the World Series this year was about the great talent and how evenly matched these two teams were, and certainly game number one proved all of the experts correct. What a ball game these two teams put on yesterday. But this, yes, while well, ground ball, sharply hit at the shortstop, they made get two. One out of second, the throwback to first, a quick double play. Darkly hit ground ball right at the shortstop, Woodward, and it was an easy double play for the Reds from short to second to first. Two down, nobody on, and the batter would the Drew Powell. He hit into the double play, the only double play of the ball game yesterday. But he also hit a two-run home run in the fourth inning off starter Gary Nolan. Nolan's comment about yesterday's game, he was quite disappointed over throwing three home run balls. He said, I never have done that before this year. But still, he said, I, I think I'd rather be myself than Doc Ellis. The first pick coming to Boob Powell is a ball one, low and inside. The inference being, of course, the fine uh, pirate hurler is not in the series, whereas Gary Nolan is. Powell hit 35 round trippers on the year. Here's a fastball in right at the knees, and the strike is called to Boob Powell, making the count one ball and one strike. Again today with nobody on the base pad, but Cincinnati Reds, have a three-man over shift in effect. Three infielders between first and second base. And second baseman Helms is way back on right field. A set swing and a ball down low on the curve ball from McLaughlin. Two balls and one strike. Shortstop Woody Woodward is well around to the first base side of the bag and uh, on the outfield portion of the artificial curve. Helms is on the first base side of the infield, very deep and shallow right field. Lee made the first baseman on the line, deep behind the bag. The 2-1 to Powell. Outside, ball three. Three balls, one strike to the Oriole. First baseman, the left hand splitting, swinging through Powell. Two out and nobody on. Top half of the first inning. Game number two just underway at the beautiful Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati. 3-1-6. Strike two called. 3-2 to Powell. McLaughlin has 3-2 to Buford, who got him for a blue single over the head of the third baseman. He now faces Powell with a 3-2 count. The on deck hitter is Frank Robinson, who was hit with some four tries yesterday. 3-2 to Powell, curveball low inside, ball four, and here is the walk to Blue Powell. That'll bring in Frank Robinson. Many writers were asking Frank Robinson if this, uh, you know, wasn't a terribly exciting thing for him to come back to Cincinnati in a World Series against his former teammates, for whom he starred for some 10 years. Frank said, well, it certainly is, but honestly, he said, the great thrill was coming back to this new and beautiful ballpark in the All-Star game this summer. He said that was tremendously exciting. Right-hand hitting Frank Robinson with the right-hand offering for McLaughlin. The hit curve is outside low ball one. Frank has hit 475 lifetime home runs in his 12th on the all-time list of home run hitters. They're not holding with Powell at first as the McLaughlin kicks and fires, and away, ball two, this Frank Robinson. Shortstop Woody Woodward is extremely deep to Frank Robinson and cut well around toward the hole. The infield is shaded a bit to the third base side. Outfield really swung to the left field side and very deep. And now a 2-0 pitch to Frank Robinson, two out and fouled at first. McLaughlin Cole swinging a foul ball, coming back over the screen and out of play. Two balls, one strike to Frank. The Reds and the Orioles in the World Series, the series that everyone wanted to see. And it got off to a tremendously thrilling start yesterday. The 2-1 offering to Frank Robinson. McLaughlin's six fly ball, well hit down the right field side. Fading, fading, it's going to be a foul ball. Just a long foul ball off the bat of Frank Robinson, so the count is even now a two ball and two strikes. The first experience for the Orioles on artificial turf here at Riverfront Stadium yesterday brought nothing but praise. Not a negative comment from one of the Baltimore ballplayers, infielders or outfielders. Everybody had nothing but kind words to say. Now the 2 offerings offering to Frank. McLaughlin ready to go. Powell walks out the lead at first. The set and the fifth. Strike three called. Over the inside corner of the East, Frank Robinson is called out of strike. That is the Oriole half of the first inning. At the end of the half inning, Baltimore nothing. And, of course, Cincinnati nothing. And noted in the first inning, Chuck Thompson, that uh, Jim McLaughlin was showing it umpire
1: Empire, John party
0: on several calls. Many know that the National League is a low-ball league, and the National League umpire is on that outside shoulder, looking down right over the shoulder of the catcher. He calls the low-ball around the knee. The American League goes right over the catcher's head and is inclined to call more strikes up high. Palmer didn't get many strikes yesterday, and McLaughlin thought he wasn't getting the strikes today. Baltimore is shot. And Pete Rose to lead off against Mike Quayar. a breaking pitch is in, the strike is called. Rose went 0 for 3 yesterday. He did reach on and interference. He also reached him at 10th and uh, caught ninth inning with a 2-out loss. Now the one-strike gets to the right-hand swinging Rose. Screwball missed the outside corner, and the count evens at one ball and one strike. Quayar is a man of many pitches, and he throws them all very well. He throws a screwball hard and soft, curveball hard and soft. Serve, ground ball, left side of the shortstop. Belanger he reached it. It's out into center field, running it down out there. as all there. And we're ahead for the official scorer, is ruling a sharply hit ground ball. Belanger was there. It bounced off the glove and went out into center field. And Rose has reached. Belanger did not play it. We're waiting to see what the official scorer will rule: base hit or error. It is ruled an error to the shortstop, Mark Belanger. And the usually impeccable fielding shortstop, Mark Salander, who was, believe me, a spoken glowing uh, term for this beautiful artificial turf, was there to make the play and apparently misled the hop and it pounded off the heel of the glove into center field, rose the ground with an error, and here is Bobby Tolan, an awesome hitter against left-handed pitching this year. Play switches a curve outside in the ball. Stolten a left-handed batter, but he is hit left-handed pitching to a fairly well. And now the fine Cincinnati fans jump into the ball game here on the bottom of the first inning. Rose is the runner at first. Powell holds with that runner. They are ready to work delivers. Tolden takes high with a ball. Two balls, no strike. Tolden yesterday had one base hit in four trips, and it was a booming double down the alley in the first inning that allowed him to score the Reds' first run of the ball game. And out later, Johnny Bench hammered a single to the left field. Playar, 2-0, the left hand hitting Colvin swing, and he didn't get it. The good player fastball. Playar throws the fastball, the screwball, the slider, and the curveball. And for those of you who are not too familiar with the screwball, against a fellow like Colvin will be breaking down and in to him. Curve, bunted at him, missed. And the count now two and two. A slow curve ball from Cuellar, and Tolman tried to bunt, missed the pitch. Two balls, two strikes, to the red center fielder, Bobby Tolman. Picked about in the middle of the box out of a straightaway stance, and the Oriole infielders had a straight-up on him. Blair center fielder toward the alley and left center. Here's a ground ball, slowly hit toward the third base side. Brooks Robinson has forced the second, and he's out at second base. Pete Rose came barreling in with a cooling fly, trying to... Knocked Johnson down, and of course, reached safely, he did not get there in time, the fourth is executed. Brooks Robinson grabbed the, the slow roller, which was headed towards short, cut it off, put back to Dave Johnson, and the fourth is executed at second base, one away, and now the speedy told is first on that fourth play. One out, and here now is Tony Perez, he went 0 for 3 yesterday, but a man with awesome power the shift in the outfield way around the left field and very deep. our sixth round ball, they shift through the middle of the center field. Claire plays the ball and Poland will hold his second base on Perez's first hit of the 70 series. And here, a thunderous ovation for Johnny Bench. So as Jim Simpson told you, the Cincinnati Reds, who are Devastating against left-handed pitching this year in the National League, winning 17 and losing only two here in Cincinnati, are now off to a good start against Koyar with a runner at first and uh, another runner at second with one out of in the inning and the right-hand swinging Johnny Bench at the plate. He singled to knock in a run yesterday. Clayar ready to work and the pitch curve popped up foul. It may be out of play, and it is out of play behind the plate. Frank won the bench. The of the Oriole shortstop cut well around toward the hole. Second baseman Johnson over toward the bag. A pronounced swing to the third base side defensively in the Oriole infield. And the outfielders, well, almost straight away with the exception of Frank Robinson, who's way over in the alley and right center, sits the bench. Quite two call, the play are found the range with a curveball. Oh, and two, the count to John Benson. A very rapid worker is ready to go. The set and the pitch to bench. in fly there well hit, deep right field. Frank Robinson back toward the warning track. He's there, makes the grab. Poland tags at second and will advance to third. Poland takes third after the catch of the drive. Well hit into right field off the bat of the right-hand swinging Johnny Bench. Two down and runners on the corners. Poland at third. Perez at first, And at the plate now, Lee May. This big bat accounted for two of the Cincinnati three runs yesterday. And the only man in the Cincinnati batting order who had, had more than one hit yesterday was Lee May, a fellow they call the Big Bopper, one of the more colorful nicknames in baseball. And on the year, this man hit the home run ball 34 times for Cincinnati and knocked in 94 runs. And he banged one yesterday with a major board. Now he has runners at first and third, Perez, the right-handed hitter, or May, the right-handed hitter, waiting. They are six, blind drive, well hit, out of left center field, Blair can't get there, it's off his club, off the wall, deep in left field, one run again. Here is Perez around third, they're waving him home, on his way to third base goes May, and there's no throw, a triple for May, and the Reds lead 2-0. In the alley and left center, Blair got there, but he could not make a play on the fly. He tried to backhand it by trapping the ball on the half hop. It pound off his glove, over the head of Buford to the fence, that allowed Colin to score, for Reds to score. And here now is the follow up, the third base out of the mound by McCray, They are thrown to the plate wild, and the third one scores, and McClay has reached. Throw to first base, cut off by Powell, and McRae gets back safely. Al McRae bunted the first pitch off the third base side of the mound. Layard fielded it, tried to make a back-handed throw to the catcher, Hendricks. He threw it away. That allowed May to score and McRae to reach, and we'll wait for the official scorer's verdict on the play. Al McCray bunted the first pitch off the third base side of the mound. Lear got over there and made the pickup. And with May legging to the plate, tried to make a backhanded throw to his catcher, Hendricks. He threw it away, threw it wildly by Hendricks. And naturally, May scored without any difficulty And how McRae has reached. It will be a base hit for McCray, a buck single, and a run batted in. Cincinnati Reds in the Baltimore Big Red Machine have exploded for three runs against Clay in the very first inning. And manager Earl Weaver activates the right handed Tommy Feavis in the Baltimore bullpen as Tommy Helms steps in first ball hitting ground ball to the third baseman. Rick Robbins' throw to second forces McCray at second base. But the Reds have a great first inning at the end of one. It is Cincinnati three, Baltimore nothing. Jim Simpson with Jeff Thompson is throwing in that first inning. Colin, who reached on a fourth play. The of course, singled, and it was Lee May's double. The ruling now is he went to third on an error by Paul Blair in center field. And, of course, May scored on the field of when they tried to get Hal McRae at home plate in Quillard through a But now it is the travel of the second, and again as yesterday, Chuck Thompson, Cincinnati was straight to a 3-0 lead. Right you are, and here is uh, Brooks Robinson facing uh, Jim McLaughlin, working on a 3 nothing lead, and the pitch is low and outside, and that'll make the count now, two balls and one strike to Brooks Robinson. The official scorer has ruled rather than a triple for May, a double, and he'll take third base on an error charge to the center Paul Blair. Two runs batted in, however, Six. Fly ball out in a shallow right field. On the right fielder, back to second baseman. Second baseman and first baseman. There's confusion. And Lee May, the first baseman, made the catch. And again today, as we saw on two occasions yesterday, a bit of confusion between the infielders and the outfielders on who was to make the catch. A routine pop fly to shallow right field. Helms was there. Lee May was there. Rhodes was there. And at the last moment, Lee May made the catch. One away, and here is Elrod Hendricks. One hit and four trips yesterday for Baltimore. It went all of the way. A solo home run to tie the game at that point, three to three. Hendricks, a left-handed swinger, fairly deep in the box, and is right down on the end of the bat. Pitched in time, a drop on the curve. Bites off the inside corner of the knee. Right called Elrod Hendricks. If you are scoring now, all three of the Cincinnati runs in the bottom of the first inning are unearned runs. The one-strike offering to Hendricks. Low on a ball. One ball, one strike. Belanger charged with the error that could have been the first out, then told him would have been the second out. Perez singles. Bench slide to right, could have been the third out. All runs scoring thereafter unearned. One ball, one strike, 2L Rod Hendricks. McLaughlin worked too high, and the count of two balls and a strike. But the Reds and the Orioles off to an exciting and a very sudden start. Here in the opening inning of game number two. One out, nobody on. Hendricks waiting a two ball, one strike hit. McGraw control, Swing ground ball, sharply hit at the to first base in May. He's got it. Going to the bag. Unassisted put out for Lee May. Hendricks retired on the bouncer to the first baseman. Two gone in the Baltimore half of the second inning. And the batter, Dave Johnson. Johnson won for three yesterday afternoon. Doubled in the Oreo ninth inning. The Cincinnati Reds play Dave Johnson just about straight away in all departments. Dave will hit the ball just about where it sits. and pull and will will go the other way. The first pitch to Johnson is popped up foul behind the plate is going to be out of play. Strike one. The count for Johnson. Vince the official scorer here, Bob Hunter of the Los Angeles Herald Examiner, Bob Hirsch of the Cincinnati Inquirer, and Jim Elliott of the Baltimore Morning Sun. The one-strike pitch is a quick-two call, a quick-breaking ball, knee-high over the outside corner to Johnson. 0-2, the count to the Baltimore second baseman and right-hand swinging, Dave Johnson. Pitch, high on a ball, 1-2 now today. into the full line, delivering one-two to Johnson-Curidine, a line drive out there at left field, waiting for it out there at Hal McRae. It bounces in front of him for the single, and Dave Johnson has Baltimore's second base hit, a line single to left field. That will bring in Mark Philander. Philander went one for three yesterday afternoon, reached twice, however, once with a base hit, and was given an intentional walk in the ninth inning. An outstanding defensive shortstop who committed the area in the first inning that helped open the door a bit for the Reds and given the opportunity, this fine red leg ball club jumped on Quayar for three runs. The curve and a strike called to Marshall Philanthropy. Lee May does not hold with base runner Dave Johnson at first base. He backed off the bag three or four paces. McLaughlin there into the set position. Just one strike offering to Belanger is a fastball low and a nifty grab by catcher Johnny Bench. I think if you were with us via radio yesterday, you heard me say that Bench was the one man I was more anxious to see than any of the other Reds. And may I say today that he was not a disappointment, not even a little bit. What an outstanding talent is Cincinnati's John Bench. The one-one offering to Mark Belanger. Ball good in the air, shallow right field, back to first baseman, over to second baseman, coming on the right fielder, and it is again the first baseman making the fading catch in foul ground for the final out of the inning. Baltimore in runs run of base it a man left. At the end of an inning and a half, it is Cincinnati 3, Baltimore nothing. After sending 7 men to bat in the first inning, Cincinnati got 3 unearned runs, leading 3 to nothing, Woodward's the batter in his shot. Woodward yesterday came to the plate twice without a base hit. Right-handed swinger and the Cuellar is over the inside corner, belt high and the strike is called. Yesterday the Reds jumped on left-handed Mike Cuellar for three runs, three hits, plus two aerial errors in the bottom of the first. A bunt, foul, over the screen and out of play. Two strikes now to Woody Woodward. Behind Woodward will come pitcher Jim McLaughlin and Jim is not an automatic out as a batter. Average wise, McLaughlin hit only 121, but he had some extra bases and hits with occasional power. Fly ball, center field, Blair waiting. The Oriole center often makes the catch to retire Woodward for the first out of the inning. Woodward's on the fly ball to center field, and here comes McLaughlin. Jimmy hit 121 on the year. He had a double. He had a triple. He also had a home run, and he knocked in six. And he bats them the way he throws them from the third base side. Hendricks has gone to the mound. Talk to Mike Quayard. One out, nobody on. We're in the last half of the second inning. Cincinnati 3, Baltimore nothing, game number two. Quayard sits to McLaughlin. High, 4-1. John Red Flaherty of the American League is the umpire at the plate this afternoon on balls and strikes. Quayard's 1-0 to McLaughlin. Foul ball out of play behind the plate. One ball, one strike. Tony Benson of the National League at first base. Bob Stewart of the American League at second base. Bill Williams of the National League at third base. On the left field foul line, Emmett Ashford of the American League. And Ken Burkhardt of the National League on the right field line. Pitch low in a ball. Two balls, one strike to Jim McLaughlin. 2-1 offering to McLaughlin, swing on a miss, and the count evens now 2-2. Two two. Outfield uh, shortens up a little bit against pitcher Jim McLaughlin. The infield is straight away. And Hendricks now pumping up the sign for the Baltimore left-hander, Cuellar. It's 2-2 to McLaughlin. Struck him out on the fastball, a swing and a miss, and McLaughlin goes down. And for strike strikeout number one. Two out on the inning, and the top of the order, Pete Rose. Rose to a sharply hit ground ball to the glove side of Baltimore shortstop Belanger, Belanger got to the ball and then it found off the heel of the glove and went out in the center field where Blair retreated. The error was charged to Belanger, the first of two Baltimore errors in the bottom of the first inning. Cuellar sits for the right-hand swinging Rose, the curve, but it's worked low and a ball one. Out, and now just as quickly steps in again. Deep in the box is the right-handed batter at Pete Rose, crouching waiting for the disc, curve ball, missed outside high, two balls, and no strikes to Pete Rose. the 2 nothing to Rose, fastballing the Knicks inside, the count three balls, no strikes. and Rose again takes the stroll and flashes a quick look to third base coach Alex Dramas. And the big man heads Suzuki down the first base side. We hold oh, the count for the waiting Rose as Cuellar delivers, Ground ball, Detroit, but problems from the third. It took a bad hop, he recovered. Now the throw to first, and Rose is the final out of the inning. Three up and three down go the Reds. At the end of two, Cincinnati, three. Baltimore, nothing. the ever getting in Cincinnati, three to nothing. The Reds lead as we go to the top of the third. Jim Jensen with Jack Thompson. This a uh, bit of advice. How to make the scene this year, with a every contribution will directly of your U.S. Olympic team, and in two, three years, this distinctive smart emblem will be a real collector's item. The batter to lead off in the Baltimore half of the third inning is Mr. Mike Cuellar, a left-handed swinger, very deep in the box, and he's a wild swinger. 089 batting average. McLaughlin throws. Cuellar looks. Strike is called. One strike to Cuellar. Had a few hits this year, two home runs, not including the one that everybody will remember, the wind-blown Grand Slam home run in Minnesota. Swing and a with the breaking ball from McLaughlin. and the count, he strikes. to the count the left-hand swinging Clayar McLaughlin works curve beam a swing in the goes down and for McLaughlin his second strikeout of the afternoon one out of the inning and now the top of the Oriole batting order the first inning Don Buford who is the left-handed swinger to Jim McLaughlin with a full count in the first inning Buford with in a little bit of a looping pop-up that squirted out over the head of third baseman Tony Perez and splashed in for the base hit uh, he was promptly rubbed out as Paul Blair hit into a quick double play. Shorts to second to first. One out, nobody on. McLaughlin sticks to Buford. Inside, driving him off the disc, ball one. So one of he hits the Buford, picks up the strike outside corner right around the knees. The ball and a strike now to Don. The Cincinnati outfield kind of jams up a little bit on Buford. That is to say they pay in for the power alley, giving the foul line down left and right. Playing a fly ball well hit. Deep right center field going back on the ball. Told and the right field rolls. It'll be Rose, the right fielder, at the edge of the warning track in deep right center, making the catch for the second out of the inning. Duford with a drive deep in the alley in right center, handled by right fielder TJ. Two away in the Baltimore half of the third, and the batter is Paul Blair, right-hand swinging Baltimore center fielder. Perez shortens up a little bit at third base. And the pitch coming down to Blair. Fastball, but it's outside. Ball one. Center fielder Bobby Colin is the... Uh, Edging over a little bit toward the alley in left center field, and they're laying back rather deep to Blair. The line by McLaughlin on the fifth to Blair. Playing the ground ball off the third base side, Perez doesn't get it, but shortstop does. The gunning throw to first in the dirt, and a fine grab by Lee May. Oh, a fine catch with a low throw from Woodward to May, and Blair is the final out of the inning. At the end of 2-1 and one half, it is Cincinnati 3, Baltimore nothing. The third, Cincinnati leads it by a score of 3 to nothing. Tolan reached on a fourth play in the first inning after. Rose is uh, reached on an air by Belanger that opened the gate. Blair lay, later committed the mail. Lee May had a double. Omni a bump single to drive in a run. And the three to of with all of the scoring in the first running. And here's Bobby Tolan, and here's Seth Cohen. The left-hand hitting looking out a Cuellar for the second time. Cuellar's curve is low inside, and the ball won. And Clinton just made a fine point among the Baltimore errors. One by Brick Robinson, one by Belanger, and one by Blair. Now we're including yesterday's game. The one up offering to Poland. Outside low and a ball. Two balls, no strike. Three Golden Brothers have committed errors among the Baltimore errors today. Baltimore committed two yesterday and two today. Six. Five ball. Oh, a deep That being a home run from the moment it left the bat of Bobby Tolan. Since 94, Baltimore nothing. to Perez play our curve. Outside, ball two. 2-0 and Tommy Phoebus is taking off the warm-up jacket and is headed toward the Baltimore bullpen. Perez ran the single through the middle in the first inning. Pitch foul ball coming back up over the screen and out of play. Right in front of the NBC booth. count to Tony Perez two balls and one strike they are worse ah top up. first base side foul ground Hendricks coming over Powell coming over and we'll see whether or not there's a play yes sir Hendricks makes the play right in front of the specially constructed booth for cameramen at the home plate end of the Cincinnati dugout Perez is retired on a foul pop to Baltimore catcher Elrod Hendricks One away and here now Johnny Bench he really touched one off against Cuellar in the first inning. A drive deep to right field. Frank Robinson went over to the alley right to the edge of the warning track and deep right center and grabbed the fly ball. They play advanced through through the Orioles. Just about the way they played Tony Perez. Cuellar's first hit, curve in. strike ball. Fine, slow curveball ball from Mike Cuellar. by Coyar. the one strike grips to johnny bench fast forward and popped up down the third base side as foul ground hendricks and blitz robinson converging hendricks the catcher blitz robinson the third baseman reached into the photographer's booth on the third base side and could not make the catch well perez did a foul ball and hendricks went into the booth almost into that little uh, area that is screened off for photographers on the first base side and uh Bench has just hit a foul ball, and Brooks Robinson reached into the same sort of an enclosure at the home plate end of the Baltimore dugout on the third day side and could not hold on to it. No error charge. But two strikes to John Bench. They are ready to go, and the left hand is fixed. Curved high fly ball down the left field side. Fading foul coming over Blanger. It may be out of play, and it is out of play. will the count continues two strikes to Bench. Johnny Bench, one out, but a run in as Bobby Tolan opens the bottom of the third with a home run smash into the feet from the right field corner. Fits the bench in the dirt and a ball, one ball, two strikes. As Cuellar, here in the last half of the third inning, is working his way through the heart of the Cincinnati batting order. Featuring just some awesome-looking hitters, the one-two offering the bench outside with a ball, two balls, two strikes. Bench led the National League in home runs with 45 and 148 runs batted in while hitting 293. The 2-2 offering to John Bench. He effective his swing in time and it'll be a ball three, a start breaking screwball from play on Which one thrown to so the right hand batting bench would be going down and away from him. Full count now, three and two. The arm down, the pitch inside, almost hitting. Bench is on with a base-on ball. A one-out walk to Johnny Bench, and Booth Powell moves in to take the bag with the base runner at first base. George Sandberger, Baltimore pitching coach, is looking toward the bullpen, wanting to find out if Peebus is ready. And apparently he got an okay from uh, Jim Fry, who runs the bullpen, because manager Earl Weaver is on his way to the mound, and he is going to get Quayar right now. Cuellar is going to be lifted. He was charged with three unearned runs in the first inning and gave up a 3-0 lead in the first inning and a leadoff home run here to Colen in the bottom of the third and a walk now to Johnny Bench with one out and Quayar is out of the game for the right-handed Connie Bevers. Well, with one away, and the runner at first base, Johnny Dent, a run-in on the Tolan home run, and Cincinnati leading 4 to nothing. and this is but the bottom of the third. Lee May is at the plate, and right-handed Dave Leonard begins to throw in the Baltimore bullpen. And here is Tom Sevis, whose repertoire consists of an outstanding overhand curveball and a very good fastball But pitch to May. Ground ball, sharply hit, Brooks Robinson knocking down at third, both the second, that's one, now at first. Double play, the long way round. Brooks Robinson to Johnson to Blue Powell, and Seaver's on one pitch stops the Reds in the third inning. At the end of three, it is Cincinnati four, Baltimore nothing. Over. And now Baltimore trailing four to nothing in the top of the fourth, sends up the heart of it. Batting order: Blue Powell, Frank Robinson, and Brooks Robinson. Here again, catch them. Blue Powell against Jim McLaughlin in the first inning, reached on a base on balls. Yesterday, Powell swung the home run back for Baltimore, snapping in two of their four runs. McLaughlin's pitch, fly ball well hit, deep center field. We're watching Poland back on the warning track looking up. It is gone. A home run straight away to center field off the bat of Bruce Powell, and the Orioles are on the scoreboard with their first run. And Powell's second home run in the World Series of 1970. It is 404 feet straight away to Petter field in this beautiful new ballpark. The fence is 14 feet high. There is a section of feet not used for baseball. And then the lower deck. And Powell's home run came down about three rows up in that lower deck in Petter field. A blast of approximately, oh, it guess to be 430 feet. Here is Frank Robinson. Look to the third strike in the first inning. McLaughlin's pitch, curve, low outside, ball one. And the right-hander's one-nothing pitch to Frank Robinson, swinging a fly foul out of play down the right field side. A ball on the strike to Frank. And now as we look around, we see patches of blue again and the sun trying to show. So it's uh, an on-again, off-again sort of an afternoon weather-wise in Cincinnati. One ball and one strike to Frank. McLaughlin works, Curve, and a miss. What a curve ball from McLaughlin. A ball and two strikes to Baltimore's right fielder. Cincinnati, four runs and four hits. The pitch to Frank, low and away, and a ball. Cincinnati, four runs, four hits, no errors. Baltimore, one run, three hits, two errors. The Orioles committed two boots in yesterday's game and are already on the board with two more here in Game Two. The two-two to Frank. Ground ball off the third base side. Woodward, the shortstop, to his right makes the pickup. The throw to first is off the bag. Frank dives for your out. Out is the call. Frank Robinson goes head first to first base and is rather slow getting up. And we're waiting to see whether or not he is all right. Lee May is helping him onto his feet. But Frank Robinson, in an all-out effort to reach safely on the throw that pulled Lee May off the bag, made a dive, and uh, went in head first, and uh, was tagged by Lee May, and is still down on one knee, around the bag at first, and Baltimore trainer Ralph Salvon, manager Earl Weaver, George Staller are there, and now here is Tommy Helms coming over. And uh, to make a guess at this point as to what sort of an injury I think would be impossible, whether he perhaps bounced the chin in an effort to reach safely. Uh, He is up now, dusting off the uniform, and we pause 30 seconds for station identification. Why not enjoy next year? Well, Brooks Robinson swinging on the first offering with a bounce of the third baseman, Perez, has just been thrown out for the second out in the inning. Frank Robinson, apparently, uh, in his dive at the bag at first, hit on his chin. And that's what jarred him momentarily, and when he left the field, he was not limping and apparently just uh, slightly shaken up and will be able to continue. There are two out with a run-in on the Powell home run. And now Elrod Hendricks, McLaughlin throw, Hendricks looks all one down low. The Cincinnati Reds play Hendricks, as everyone else does, as a dead full hitter to right field. The 1-0 pitch to Hendricks, low inside, and a ball, two. 2-0 two oh, now to the Oriole catcher, Elrod Hendricks. Right-handed Dave Leonard at work in the Baltimore bullpen, two out a run in, with 2 nothing to Hendricks. Low inside, ball three, 3-0. Three Coming down to Elrod Hendricks, fastball is low outside and a ball four and another walk has been given by Jim McLaughlin. That'll be his second walk. He walked foul in the first, and now Hendricks with two outs here in the top of the fourth. Baltimore swinger will be Dave Johnson, a single to left field in the second inning. The Reds got three quick ones in the first inning, and a solo home run by Bobby Shillman added number four in the bottom of the third. Boone Powell's home run has made it 4-1 in the top half of the fourth inning of game two. Johnson waiting the first pitch from Jim McLaughlin. Outside ball one. Lee May, the big strong first baseman, is not holding with a base runner Hendricks at first base. And the Reds again are playing Johnson just about straight away one nothing just coming down today. Ground ball right up the third baseman for He's got a throw to second for the fourth. The Hendricks coming down and the final out of the inning. At the end of 3-1 and one half, it is Cincinnati 4, Baltimore 1. Four runs, four hits, no errors for Cincinnati. They lead by three. One run, three hits, two errors for the Orioles. Mike Cuellar, the 24-game winner, started for Baltimore but was touched up for three unearned runs with two errors helping along in the first inning. Plus an important and key double by Lee May. Bobby Tolan added a home run. In the last of the third inning, Boob Cow led off the Baltimore fourth, hitting the first pitch he saw about 430 feet straight away to center field. To make it 4-1. to one. Tom Thebus is the pitcher, and he'll have Hal McRae, Tommy Helms, and Woody Woodward to work to in the last of the fourth inning the temperature at game time about 60 degrees there's been the chance of showers chuck and i've been talking a lot about it but apparently showers are going to stay away which is just standing with us because we're in the second game of the 1970 world series baltimore won yesterday four to three cincinnati leads today four to one last of the fourth and here again chuck Thompson. al mccray against quayar in the first inning dropped the butt off the third base side and uh, the only play that Clayar had a hope of making was at the plate, and his throw, in desperation, got by Hendricks. It was a bunt single, and the run batted in for McCray. Right-handed hitter deep in the box. See the throw blow outside, ball one. McCray, a converted infielder. He was going to be a second baseman, but his chances of playing second for Cincinnati, rather dim with the likes of the Tommy Helm, so he was converted to an outfielder. The one helping to McCray. Swinging a line drive over the glove of the third baseman Robinson out at the left field corner. Playing the town is Don Buford and on his way for two goes Al McCray. So McCray is two for two this afternoon. A line drive double off the wall in the left field corner for McCray. McRae opens the Cincinnati fourth with a double in the left field corner, and here is Tommy Held. He forced McRae a second to end the Cincinnati first inning. See that the chunky Baltimore right-hander kicks and throws. A bunt off the third base side. It is going to be a dandy. to let it roll, roll, roll. It is fouled, and Brooks Robinson picks it up. And again, the activity in the Baltimore bullpen will be right-handed Dave Leonard. Well, Tommy Helms bunting on this artificial turf here at the Riverfront Stadium, and if you can get the bunt to hit in the dirt area in front of home plate, then it would react much like a normal bunt on natural grass or ground. If, however, your bunt makes the first top on the artificial turf, the chances of your reaching successfully are not too good. So Helms, with his attempted bunt, is back at the plate with a count strike one at second base Al McRae. set by Tommy Peebus and the pitch. Here's the ground ball at the second baseman. He bobbles it, goes back to the cover. He only play his first base in time. And holding second is McRae. Actually, the ball took only one half on the way to Johnson. Johnson may have taken his eye off the ball momentarily to check on McRae, who bluffed his strike to third. Then he had to reach behind him to pick up the ball after dropping it and threw to first base in time to get Helms. So Helms, in an obvious effort, to hit the ball to the first base side to try and advance McCray to third has been retired second to first. McCray, however, still at second base as Woody Woodward steps in. Right-handed batter, and he chokes up on the bat considerably. See, the curved, curve. right call, that good overhand curveball from Tom Severs. A leadoff double by McCray In the second inning, Quayar retired the Reds in order and that's the only time it's happened this afternoon. The one-strike pitch to Woody Woodward with McCray at second and one away. See the steps and throws, low and outside, one ball, one strike. Against Woody Woodward, the Oriole infield is straight up, and the outfield going to give Woody the foul line down right and left, and they're playing him a little bit shallow. Woodward with one home run on the year. And seasonally at 223. But set by Beavis, the one one pitch curve. A high and a ball. Two balls, one strike. And now uh, the sun breaks through at Riverfront Stadium here in Cincinnati. How long it'll stay? Who knows? Now the two one offering to the Cincinnati shortstop, Woody Woodward. swinging a line drive toward the alley, deep right center field, coming on to Paul Blair. He's there, makes the good running catch to retire Woodward. Woodward gone on a line drive toward the alley in right center field. Blair, with good speed and quickness, got in front of it for the second out of the inning, and now the pitcher, Jim McLaughlin. He's stuck out against Clayar in the second, will face Tommy Davis here in the last half of the fourth inning. Cincinnati, four runs on five. base sit without an error. Baltimore, one run on three hits, and the Orioles again have committed two errors already as we move through the bottom of the fourth inning. See, this is six. Check swing foul off the railing in front of the Cincinnati dugout on the first base side. Strike one to McLaughlin. One-strike offering to Cincinnati's curler. Phoebus checks McCray at second. Throws a curve, but it's high again. One ball and one strike. Whereas Jim Palmer, who started yesterday for Baltimore, and Cuellar, who started today for the Orioles, are very rapid workers, Phoebus is a very slow, methodical pitcher. One ball and one strike. There are two outs. McCray at second, and Phoebus has his sign, ready to go with a 1-1 pitch to Jim McLaughlin. Fast balling in the dirt, good save by catcher Hendricks, the is two balls, and a strike to McLaughlin. Davis, of course, looks back to a day two seasons ago when he did what all pitchers would love to be able to do, and that was to pitch a no-hit, no-run game against the Boston Red Sox in Baltimore. The 2-1 pitch, a foul ball out of play, 2-2 two and two now to McLaughlin. McCray opened the inning with a line drive over the head of third baseman Robinson into field corner, and Helms was out on a ground ball to second, Woodward fly to the center fielder in the alley in right center, and we now have a two-ball, two-strike count to McLaughlin. this with a look to check the runner at second throw. Ground ball hit off the third base side Belanger to his right has got it, the throw will be first base. In time to get McLaughlin for the final out of the inning. At the end of four, the score is Cincinnati four, Baltimore one. It's the fifth inning. Four to one the score, Cincinnati. At least half of the 55,000 deaths on our highways last year involved problem drinkers. Many of these problem drinkers need to be helped. First, they need to be taken off the road. Sooner or later, it has to happen. Why don't you make it sooner? To find out what you can do about these dangerous drunk drivers, write to the National Safety Council, 425. fourth high on the top of the fifth. Wilcox is ready, his pitch High, and the ball. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes to Elrod Hendricks. A pitch high, but not very high. The 2-2 to Elrod, low and inside ball, three and a full count, and now Baltimore has a bit of an edge. Not as much of an edge as they might have if their lead runner was someone other than Boog Powell, who is certainly not the best runner in the ball club, but for a man his size, he is a good runner. With two out and 3-2, they will be moving. The set by Wilcox, there they go, the pitch, ground ball, they pitch between third and the bag of third in the third base now in the left field corner. Powell scores run number five. Brooks Robinson headed home. He will have run number six. And on his second base is Elrod Hendricks, who just took the pitch again. Where it was delivered, outside, and slapped it between Perez and the bag of third into the left field corner for a two-base hit. And Baltimore has run five and six. And from the Cincinnati dugout again comes Sparky Anderson. And you credit Elrod Hendricks with a couple of runs batted in. And the sign has gone to the bullpen again. And once more, Jim Simpson. And we've 30 seconds for Stacy Carroll, who worked two and a third innings yesterday, gave up two hits, walked two and struck out four, and allowed no runs at all. He is the third pitcher of the ballgame for Cincinnati. And of this inning, this is ninth man the order, Dave Johnson, up. Cut. All ready to go, and Carroll throws a ball low and inside to Johnson. The ninth man to bat here in the top of the fifth inning. Hendricks, the runner at second base, two outs. And Baltimore with a great big top of the fifth. The pitch, Ground ball hit over the pitcher's head, charging in the second baseman. A one-handed grab by Helms. to throw to first, and that's it for Johnson. The Orioles are retired, but at the end of four and a half innings, it is now Baltimore six, Cincinnati four. Well, the Baltimore Orioles, who enjoyed two seven-run innings in their three-game sweep against the Minnesota Twins, have enjoyed a five-run top of the fifth against the Cincinnati Reds. Coming from behind, and now take over a 6-4 to lead. In the top of the fifth inning, Baltimore with five runs on six bases, no Cincinnati errors, and a man left on. And Chico uh, Simone was the pinch hitter for Tommy Seavis, who ignited the spot and that also, of course, takes Jesus out of the game with an inning and two-thirds of relief worth, one day sit. No walks, no strikeouts, no runs charged. And now the Baltimore pitching is in the hands of the veteran reliever, Mo Drabowski. the top of the Cincinnati batting holder in the bottom of the fifth inning. And our great pleasure to turn things over now to our partner, Jim Simpson. Thank you, Jeff Thompson. Peter Rose looking for his first hit of the 1970 World Series, reached on an error, was race on a fourth win the first and bounce the third and the second. Foul's the first one off. Rose the switch hitter, batting left-handed against the 35-year-old Mo Drabowski. And four years ago, we were talking about Mo Drabowski in the first game of the 1966 World Series when he came on in relief. hit six and two-thirds innings of scoreless one-hit ball and struck out 11 of the Dodgers and started that four-game sweep of the Dodgers by Baltimore. Ready again as Drabowski, the ball is hit to the right side. Powell is there. Throws it to Drabowski who steps on the bag and Rose is still looking for his first hit of the 1970 World Series. Here's Bobby Toler, and what a series he is having. He doubled yesterday and scored on County Ventures' single. walked, stole second, and rode home ahead of Lee May's home run. Today, he reached on a fourth play and was driven home by Perez, and then hit a home run on a 2-0 pitch to start off the third inning, which was the fourth Cincinnati run it is six to four Baltimore Baltimore going five times in the fifth first pitch, fastball at the knees to Bobby Tolan the youngster from Los Angeles who like so many of the Cincinnati Reds is very young only 24 years old facing the right-hander fouls it off to the left and a strike one one and one to Tolan on deck is Tony Perez yesterday Cincinnati had a three to nothing lead and lost the ball game four to three today they had a four-to-nothing lead, and now twelve in the last of the fifth, six to four. Navaleski, tall right handed ready to throw over one-one count to Tolan, outside, and it's ball two. Cincinnati's last appearance in the World Series was 1961, when they lost to the Yankees in five games. They've won five pennants. This is their fifth. They've won two World Series. Lebowski right back, fouled off again by Tolan to the left. It's 2-2. Baltimore, of course, won its first championship in 1960. Tripped, six, kept the Dodgers in four. Won last year with a heavy favorite to take those amazing nets. Won the first game behind Cuellar on a Saturday in Baltimore and then proceeded to lose the next four in the World Series. They're looking for revenge. 2-2 the count stolen. One out inside with a breaking six. It's 3-2. and two. One out in the last of the fifth. The Reds trailing by two in the second game of the 1970 World Series. They play Stolen around to the right as a full hitter. Back again, but it's fouled up to the left by third base and out of play. Briefly again, the American League umpire will lean over the head of the catcher. And if there are a lot of high pitches called for strikes and not too many low pitches called for strikes. In the National League, the umpire leads over the outside shoulder. And gets that low pitch, but conversely, not too many high pitches are called for strike. 3-2, the count's to Tolan, here's the pitch, bouncing ball, Johnson over near the bag, throws fat on the pile at first, and the speedy Bobby Tolan is the second out of the Cincinnati fifth inning. That brings up Tony Perez, hitless yesterday, hit the first pitch for singles today, and then piled out. The Hendricks protector. Yesterday the report was, even from Cincinnati ball players, that Jim Palmer, a right-hander, was not getting strikes called that would have been called in the American League They was so high. McLaughlin was complaining today. His low pitches were not being called strikes by the American League umpire, John Red Faraday. There's a curveball from Mozrobowski, and it's strike one, to Perez. Stravalski ready again, throws in a fastball high inside that Perez swings and misses, or strike two. Like so many Baltimore pitchers, and they will fool you, they work very rapidly, and Drabowski is ready again. It is Phoebus, who is the slow and deliberate worker. Stravalski not quite as quick as Palmer was yesterday. He strikes it out on, on a fastball, and Stravalski has a one, two, three inning. At the end of five, Baltimore leads Cincinnati six to four. Win... Chuck Thompson along with Jim Simpson at the uh, Riverfront Stadium, Cincinnati, Ohio. Game two of the 1970 World Series. And on the board right now, the total three for Baltimore. Six runs on nine base hits and two errors. Cincinnati four runs on five hits with no errors. Briefly recapping the scoring again. The Reds against the Carter, left-hander K.R., and Cincinnati went 17-2 against those left-handers this year got to R for three runs in the first inning, however, all three were unearned. Bobby Colen added a solo home run in the third to give him a 4-0 lead. Carroll Max Colin's home run on the top of the fourth to make it 4-1, and then Baltimore exploded for five runs in the top of the fifth, and now have a 6-4 lead as we go to uh, the top of the sixth inning, and Mark Belanger is the do-better. Plate umpire John Clarity has just visited the mound, I believe at the request of Clay Carroll, something to do with the slab and uh, perhaps we'll get some information on it later on. Right now, back to the ball game and Jim Simpson. Now with the six, the Lander deleted off. One for three yesterday, 0 for two today. Ground ball to the right side. Helms backing on the ball, has it and throws on the man on one pitch. Kell gets the Lander. Kell came in and pitched only to Davy Johnson, the ninth man to bat on the Baltimore fifth inning in which they scored five runs and got him on a ground ball to Tommy Helms. And out, Mo Drabowski is the batter, up for the first time. Grabowski, throughout the year, got the bat just nine times, had one hit. First pitch is ball one from Clay Carroll. Well, Baltimore has used three pitchers, and Cincinnati has used three pitchers this afternoon. Six to four, Baltimore leads foul at the plate by Grabowski. Baltimore had won 15 in a row before today, their last 11 of the regular season, all three in a row over Minnesota, and they won yesterday. They have also won 23 of their last 26 ballgames. Curveball ball just does catch the corner. It's one and two, like it could have been a slider, but a breaking pitch from Clay Carroll. One ball, two strikes to Drabowski, who strikes out on a breaking pitch. First strikeout for Kell in the third for the Cincinnati staff. And Don Buford, who has singled wide deep to the alley in right, where it was caught by Rose in the third inning and then singled again on the first pitch in the fifth. So he is two for three today. Buford is switch hitter batting left-handed against the right-handed Clay Carroll. Barkey Anderson of Cincinnati today has gone with all right-handers. McLaughlin first, then Wilcox, and now Carroll. Two outs. Top of the six, six to four, Baltimore swinging on the first pitch off the glove of Kell but Helms is there, shot on May, on a fine play, and he's out. A one-two-three inning, we go to the last of the six. Baltimore leading Cincinnati, six to four. The Cincinnati Reds coming to bat on the last half of the sixth inning, trailing Baltimore by two runs, Baltimore six to four. And for the Redlegs, Johnny Vance, Lee May, and Hal McCray are the new batters against veteran reliever Moe Gravowski, and we'll go right back to Jim Simpson. Johnny Vance wide to right in the first inning, which is rather unusual for John, who was a dead full hitter, and that means to the left. Then he walked on the free 2 pitch in the third inning, and he was the last man that Clayard pitched to. Mike Clayard started. Zabowski is in there now and throws a breaking pitch that catches the outside corner of the bench, strike one. Well, Cincinnati proved again that left-handers have a tough time against the big red machine of Cincinnati, even though the three runs that Clayard gave up were unearned in the first inning. Breaking pitch, deep to left field. That goes down. Buford. Let's look. Home run. John Bench. It's 6-5, Baltimore. league with 45 home runs during the regular season, 148 RBIs, the first base hit he got in the playoff championship was a home run, and he's just now hit a home run in the World Series at age 22 to bring the Reds within a run, and the very dangerous Lee May is the batter. May doubled in a couple of runs in the first inning, and then hit into a fast double play in the third, in which Brooks Robinson made a great play at third to start it. There's a swinging strike by May, and he almost falls down. Dick Hall is now up and throwing in the bullpen for Baltimore. One ball, one strike to May. Brooks has made some sensational plays yesterday and today over third base. 1-1 one, one pitch from Jabowski is grounded foul past the Coach Alex Ramis at third base. Dale Taney is now warming up. He is not a pitcher. He is an infielder. And yesterday when Cincinnati got something going, they batted for Woody Woodwich who was the number eight batter, and then brought in King to play a shortstop. One ball, two strikes to May. Six to five to score. Baltimore leads. Fastball hit high in the air. Blair started in. He was pulled around to the left. Now goes back. Not too deep and has it for the first out of the six. May just didn't quite get it all. One out of the six. That will bring to back Hal McRae starting his first World Series game. And another of the youngsters of the Reds. He is only 24. One his way on with a single in the first inning driving in a run and doubled the left to lead off the fourth inning. So well, he's two for two in his first World Series. The gray right-handed batter, Drabowski throws strikes right from the outside corner. Drabowski one time a fastball pitcher, more effective lately with breaking pitches. As so many of the older pitches become, a little bit more heady. This breaking pitch misses outside. And it's one ball, one strike to Hal McRae. Ty Clyde is also warming up with Ganey. Pitch from Rabowski misses outside. It's two balls, one strike. And now it looks like they're going to get a pitcher ready. And it's John Gellett, the 19-year-old left-hander that's gone down to throw in the Cincinnati bullpen. It's awaiting the 2 and one pitch from Maul Drabowski. Drove, fouled back. It's two-two. Well, we want to say hello to everybody listening on American Forces Radio. They're hearing our broadcast through their worldwide facility, reaching United States troops and Americans living overseas. Vietnam, Korea, Japan, Europe, the Caribbean, U.S. dips at sea. From Dutch Thompson, myself, Jim Simpson, and our producer, Lan Dylan, our engineer, Dick Mark. hello to all of you. Breaking ball. Coach Johnson and back of third. The throw is in the dirt, dug out by Boog Powell, and McRae, who has speed, is out. You know, as big as Boog Powell is, there's someone trying to kiss him off as a defensive first baseman. Don't you believe it, he's one of the great men with the glove around first. He can go high, but particularly, he can scoop that ball out of the dirt. No, it's two out now, and a run in on Johnny Bench's home run. Six to five to score Baltimore, and the last of the six here's Tommy Helms. Had a base hit yesterday. He's 0 for 2 today. And there's a strike for Moore Gravalski. Sun is out. Gravalski is ready and throws. The ball is hit down the right field line. Overcomes Robinson as it begins to fade foul and drops about four rows deep. down by the bullpen where Don Gillett is warming up. Kowalski, 35 years old, now lives in Highland Park, but was born, I'm sure you all know, after his heroics of 1966 in Poland. First man born in Poland to win a World Series game that I can recall. Two strikes, outside and low, to Tommy Helms. Helms carried into this season a 281 lifetime average, but he had much less than that, but he is his kind of hitting style has changed because of the tower in front of him. Ball hits the center field on the dead run is Paul Blair off to his left reaches up with the glove and has it for the third out. One run scores on Johnny Bencher's home run. No errors and nobody left. He's run six full innings now, and Baltimore leads Cincinnati six to five. And Paul Blair, Bruce Powell, and Frank Robinson. The base play Carroll. Blair grounded into a fast double play in the first inning. Woodward. Two out with a fine play backing up Perez in the third inning, and he singled and scored a run in the fifth inning. And drives this one to center field. Golder was playing deep and must play this one on the first kangaroo hop off that artificial turf. And Blair reaches again. That is the first hit off Blakeel, and here is the dangerous Groove Pal. Walked in the first inning, hit a home run on the first pitch to deep center field, about 430 feet away in the fourth inning. In the fifth inning, facing Milk Wilcox, the first man that Wilcox faced, he works to count the 2-2 and then laced the single to center field scoring a run. And now the left-handed batter is up again to face Clay Kell with none out and glad first and takes the strike call. Tomorrow's an off day. Then we move on to the game number three, Tuesday in Baltimore. Supposed to be Dave McNally, a left-hander for Baltimore and Tony Cloninger, a right-hander for Cincinnati. Clay Carroll is ready. Curveball is fouled at the plate by Carroll. And it's two strikes. 51,531 looking on at Game 2 of the World Series. And the sun is out again. It has been in and out all day long. Well, no matter who wins this game or wins the series, each team now has the accolade that it does and can and will battle back. Each team has done it. Powell grounds this one to May. May goes to second base. Go back to first base. Double play. Good Powell. Bounces into a fast double play. As May gloves the ball and threw down the second base to Woody Woodward, the shortstop, to get the advance man Blair Tommy Helms like the hustling second baseman he is, had come behind May in foul territory just in case. Woodward's return throw was not on the mark. Frank Robinson looking for his first hit of the series, takes outside and low, ball one. Frank is 0 for 7. But Woodward made quite a play on him in the fourth inning. He was called out on the fastball in the first inning and sent Rose deep to the wall in the fifth inning. Her ball, and it is placed just foul, right past Billy Hunter, to coach of third break but one and one to Robinson. 0 for 7 on the series. They play Robbie to pull. And of course, had he pulled that drive back in the fifth inning, it would have been out of the ballpark. Clay Taylor is ready, throws him a breaking pitch, which misses outside for <laughs> ball two. Two balls, one strike. Six runs, ten hits, two errors for the Orioles. that led to three unearned runs in the first inning. Five runs, six hits, no errors for the rest. All three. Low from Blake Carroll. Three and one to the dangerous Frank Robinson. One run lead for Baltimore. We are just in the seventh inning. Two explosive ball Fast Fastball and it's a strike. Three and two. Robbie back in the first inning with a 2-2 count. Apparently was guessing curveball from Jim McLaughlin who's got a good one and got a fastball for a call strike three. He was looking all the way there and got another fastball. Three and two. He gets the curve on three two here. And fouls it down the third baseline, where Perez keeps it in play. And as yesterday afternoon, so this afternoon, even though it's only about 2.45 Eastern Daylight Time and the sun is out, the lights have gone on here at Riverfront Stadium. The shadows begin to creep in over the roof, stretching from the first baseline on out toward the outfield. Ground ball to the right side. May is there. Easy play. Steps on first for the third out. Now runs one hit. No errors. None left. We go to the last of the seventh. Baltimore holding a slim lead over Cincinnati, six to five. Cincinnati game two of the 1970 series. The Orioles on the board with six runs, ten hits, two errors. Cincinnati five runs, six hits, and no errors. Yesterday on the opening game, Baltimore and Cincinnati battled to, well, almost an epic one-run board uh, ball game. Baltimore winning four to three, and another one-run contest on the board this afternoon. And manager Sparky Anderson is making a move before starting the bottom of the seventh inning. Ty Klein will be the pinch hitter, and Jim, he started the fireworks yesterday at the contest on the board this afternoon. And manager Sparky Anderson is making a move before starting the bottom of the seventh inning. Ty Klein will be the pinch hitter, and Jim, he started the fireworks yesterday as the pinch hitter for Cincinnati. That's right, Chuck. Going back to the playoff games in the tenth inning, with Pittsburgh, shortstop Ty Klein let off with the dribble and scored the winning run. Then in the third game, he came up with a pinch hitter in the playoffs and walked and scored a run, and yesterday he was the man at bat. The bounce the ball right in front of the plate, on which Carbo tried to score from third and set off that big flat, so he's been in three important plays since the season ended. It's a fastball at the knees for strike one, the Mode Drabowski. Dulles continues to warm, and of course, Dale Caney is warming up also as is batting for Woodward, and apparently Caney will go in in the top of the eighth inning as Dulloch continues to warm and of course Dale is warming up also as is batting for Woodward and apparently Chaney will go in in the top of the eighth inning as the defensive replacement Klein is a count of strike one Mo Joubowski on the mound ready, Throw fastball and this ball is out over the head of the and Ty Klein again is involved in getting on base and a big play for the Reds. Angel Bravo now comes out, and this is exactly the way that they were pinch hitting yesterday using Tom as their first pinch hitter, and then Bravo as their second pinch hitter. Yesterday, Bravo struck out as the pinch hitter in the ninth inning. on the mound, and the Baltimore Bulls then gets busy again, Dick Hall, 40 years old, graduate sophomore, goes down there to start throwing again. Well, it continues to warm for Cincinnati. Bravo, throughout the regular season, he was a batting champion of the Pacific Coast a year ago, and throughout the regular season this year, he's at 277. only got the bat 65 times, left-handed batter against the right-hander, Paul Drabowski, the fan at first base. And is effective by the mouse, but Tyran is back. Six to five the score, but the Tyon on a first base, nobody else, when the last of the seventh. This is outside, ball one Angel Bravo. They were looking for the run as Powell was breaking in from first and Brooks Robinson from third. Running is more difficult than artificial turf, but as they say, a good run always, is always a good run. But the bunt gets to the infield is much quicker one is right at him. The ready again, high and away from Bravo, who is looking as if to come. 2-0. Bravo knows, the Reds know, and the fans know that the walk is as good as the sacrifice here, and even better. Marcelino Lopez, the left-hander, has joined Dick Hall in the Baltimore bullpen. Two balls, no strike. Bravo is putting his look at third base coach Alex Dlamis. The Rousey picking out of the stretch is ready. There's the ball in front of the plate. Good power is in. we will go to first base with a throw. Johnson covering there. The sacrifice is complete. high climb goes to the second. And Pete Rose comes up with a chance to tie the ball game. Fine at second base. Pete Rose. And the other spot for the Wormley is Charlie Hustle who, for the first time in the last six years, had 200 or more hits this season. <laughs> Pete Rose in the World Series is still looking for his first base hit. 0 for 3 yesterday. 0 for 3 today, reaching on an error today, and a walk on such an interference call yesterday. The ball rose outside and low. to rose well won. It was Pete Rose in the first game of that playoff series between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, but at the time, tripled, singled in. To break the scoreless deadlock, The Boussey staying back to time goes again, outside again, and Hendricks walked out a few places before passing the ball back to the veteran the about The runs 10 hits, two errors for the Orioles, five runs seven hits, two errors for the Reds. Baltimore won yesterday's first game of the 1970 World Series, four to three. They were down three to nothing and came back to win it. Today, they were down 4-0 and came back to take the lead, but now they're in the danger of having themselves tied. Good, Birkin Pitt stays outside. It is 3-0 to Rose. and stairs down the at the third base. And Jack is Bobby Collins, who has been murdered in the playoffs, the World Series, and for that matter, in the regular season. Levowski in the Sunlight standing on the Moundswood Riverfront Stadium, staring in at a sticker, Elrod Hundred. He's ready on 3-0, and Rose is taking all the way, and the ball touches the outside corner so close as have he throws fast and umpire John Red Flag. But it's a strike and it's 3-1. and Time leaves off at second base. The Zabowski ready, throws again, is foul out of play, and it's 3-2 on Rose. Well, One out with time at second. We haven't said it too often today, if you're not aware they're thinking of the Cincinnati Riverfront Stadium, it is completely artificially perched as far as the playing area is concerned. It is exceptions of the warning track near the wall, and patches around home, first, second, and third, and of course the mound. Everything else is artificially pierced, and the infield is lined so you know where the so-called skin of the infield is. About be ready, on 3-2, way outside, and hard, well for a road block, and Bobby Pullen comes to bat. And Earl Weaver comes out of the dugout as Gervaisky has put the potential winning run on at first base. Weaver comes out before 30 seconds for station. Manager Earl Weaver has again gone to the bullpen and has summoned a hard-throwing young left-hander, Marcelino Lopez, to relieve Mo Gervaisky. And he has Bobby Stoller at the plate, Jim Simpson at the mark. All right, Chuck Thompson, and of course... As we pointed out yesterday, Poland and his check pointed out today. This left-handed very well. He had a home run over the left-handed Cuellar in this Low with the first pitch of Lopez. Ball one. we were brought in Pete Rickers yesterday, the first Poland in the last of the ninth inning, protecting the one-run lead, Richard the left-hander, and afterwards, we were at a court. I know that Poland hits left handers better than right handers, but I had to go with my best shot, and that was Pete Rickers. Lopez is ready, and Pellos, swinging an ass to strike one. One and one to Poland. Lopez, 28 years old, born in Havana, Cuba, now lives in Miami. Big man, split in 220 pounds, and missed the foot, his first World Series game. Down at second base, with high coin on his first base of Pete Rose, one out in the seventh. It's six to five, Baltimore. Lopez ready, Rose it's low, and it's two and one. To show you how well Colin hits left-handers, despite the fact he is a left-handed batter, he has either led or been the second best hitter on the Cincinnati staff against left-handers the last two years, and has only been with the rest the last two years. Okay, it's ready again. Boyle is accidentally fouled by shoulder. Tied the turn away from the pitch. That is, not laying across his chest, and the ball hit it and glanced off to the left, and Bobby now has a count of 2-2. Brown is the pinch hitter for Woody Woodward, Let off this inning with a single. Angel Bravo sacrificed in discussion on the 3-2 pitch. Drabowski's pitch is high and away to Rose, the ball four, and that was all for Drabowski. And Bobby Tilden is up there now with a two-two count, trying to drive in the time run. Lopez ready. Throw, ground ball, but it's foul, and for the Cincinnati dugout. Ed position, great Cincinnati star, now coaching at first base. Goes over and picks it up. Still within a World Series, but not with the rest. With the Chicago White Sox in 1959. Lopez with a new baseball off the back of the mound, now strides up, and again faces Bobby Coleman with the same C.C. count. fine walks off at second base, Rose holding on a little bit closer to first base, although so he's not been held there by Powell, of man and then on second. C.C. Kel is inside, and it preaches. Six to five, with one out. We'll see whether or not Klein and Rose are going. With two out of course they would go, but we'll see how now Sparky Anderson, the Bobby Coloner's bat, is going to play this. Wait and see or take off. Nolan Wake, That held very high, stands upright as a left-hander. The ball is popped up. Rick Robinson comes in, glasses down, he is in bed, there, now foul and has it, and has retired the dangerous Bobby Coloner. But Tony Perez is coming up, and I don't believe that Earl Weaver is going to allow the left-hander, Lopez, to face the right-hander, Tony Perez. He goes out and claps his hands and tells Lopez, you've done the job. taps him on the back, sends him away, and calls him the big right-hander, Dick Hall, to face the right-handed Tony Perez. The typical jam for a relief pitcher. Perez at the plate. High climb at second. He throws at first. Baltimore six, Cincinnati five. Two out, bottom of the seventh inning, and here's Jim. Morales was 0 for 3 yesterday, and the first inning on a walk and singled on the first 50 he saw in the first inning today, and scored the second run of the ball game. inning was fouled out, and a strikeout swinging. All is ready, and there's a bounding ball to the left side. Robinson's there throws on for the force, to Johnson at second base down the foul, and Hall on one hit gets Baltimore out of trouble. No runs, one, one hit. No errors, but two men left on base. At the end of seven, it is still. Baltimore all six, Cincinnati five. Going now to the top of the eighth inning at the Riverfront Stadium, on the mound for the Cincinnati Redlegs will be pitcher number four in game two, another of the fireballing youngsters that Cincinnati owns, the southpaw young John Gullett. Clay Carroll is out with another outstanding relief performance. The pinched effort of Bravo, kicking him out of the ballgame, The in place at two and one third innings allowed the Orioles only a harmless leadoff single by Blair in the seventh inning. I say harmless because he promptly got power then to hit him to the double play. That's the third twin killing the Reds have uh, turned in the World Series. Uh, Carroll did not walk a batter and struck out a batter and did not allow the Orioles to run. Now yesterday in a losing pause. Carroll pitched two and a third innings of the ball, allowed two hits, walked through, struck out four, and did not allow the Orioles to run. And now Baltimore will start in the opening with Brooks Robinson, Elrod Heinrich, Dave Johnson, against another fastballing left-hander, John Gellick. John Gellick was 20 years old and born and lived in Lynn, Kentucky. Station Brooks Robinson, left-hander, fastball. Robinson is the first pitch. Down at uh, the stop, as Gerald Chaney had a little trouble with it and throws on the May for the first out. Caney, approached in and when Woodward is batted for by Klein as we anticipated. That'll bring up Elrod Hendricks. May had quite a play on him in the second inning of a stably hit ball down the first base. Hendricks walked in the fourth and gives double on a 3-2 pitch in the fifth inning with two outs. For Drew Bruce Powell and Brooks Robinson with the fifth and sixth round. First pitch to Hendricks to strike one. Gellert, as we said, an exceptional is this winter. We'll work on his breaking pitches. Right now, he is almost quickly fastballed. This one is in the dirt, rolls away from John Bent. And of course, it is Gellert, a left-hander, going right now to the left-hander, Elrod Hendricks. And this has had a fine serve. Despite the fact he's playing under the handicap, with trying to come back from a fractured finger. Well at ready, ball, foul the way to left. Yesterday, Hendricks had a home run to try the ballgame at three, and the day he doubled in with two runs, the fifth and sixth. So he has provided the winning punch for Baltimore best. far. In this 65 ballgame, he was also involved, you'll recall, in that play at the plate. Dave Leonard and Jim Harden now warming up in the Baltimore bullpen. Fastball again. This is hard. And Richie gets away from it. And it's 2-2. One out on the eighth. Baltimore, six runs, 10 2-0, Cincinnati, 5-7-0. Second game of the World Series. Baltimore won yesterday 4-3 and this is the fourth cincinnati pitcher today well is ready throws that fastball again late to helms at second base put out the handle looks as though it might make the outfield but Helms raced back and the ball began to die and he drove it for the second out of the 8th Now we bring up davy johnson who singled in the second inning reached on a fourth in the fourth and grounded out to end the five run fifth inning he was the first man that craig carroll takes up for the fourth time in this game, Dalit Ray, right-handed Johnson, sets low and inside. Ball one. Harden continues to throw. Leonard continues to throw. Nobody working in the Cincinnati bullpen. On ball no strike. Here's the pitch to Johnson, swinging a miss on the fastball. It's one and one. Almost an entirely different ratio among these two ball clubs with their 50 staff. The red had 60 saves and only 32 complete games. Baltimore had 60 complete games and only 31 saves. Outside, the Johnson, two balls and one strike. Well, Baltimore had the kind of pitches that went all the way and had 50 complete games with 162, whereas Cincinnati relied on the bullpen, as they are right now. Well, it's ready with a 2-1, fastball ball to foul off to the right. It's 2-2 to Johnson. Two out, none on in the top of the eighth inning. Well, this has been quite a World Series yesterday. Let's play at the plate involving Elrod Hendricks, umpire Ken Burkhart, and runner Bernie Carbo. And today, a 4-0 to lead by Cincinnati, a race, to now they're trying to battle back at 6-5. Well, it is low with the pitch, and it's all the way at 3-2. Ray Washburn, former St. Louis Cardinal, always in the Cincinnati, a big right-hander, and the veteran has gotten up and started the throw. For the rest. Gallup back on 3-2, three, three misses. Johnson draws the walk. That was going to the dugout. He thought it was a strike. And there is an American League umpire, John Red Flaherty, behind the plate. Here is Mark Belanger, 1 for 3 yesterday, all for 3 today. Gallup stares over at Johnson, the base runner, and throws low. while 1 to Belanger. Gallup is a stocky left-hander. Looks in. No fastball, ground ball to Perez, who has it at third, so throws on down the hands of seven to the fourth play. Johnson and the Orioles are high out. Around two no hits, no errors, one left. It's over the last of the years, the holding on to the lead, six to five. will be facing for Cincinnati Johnny Banks, Lee May, and the third D-batter is Kyle McClure. It is again a one-run ballgame. Baltimore, six runs, 10 hits, two errors. Cincinnati, five runs, seven hits, and no errors, and the man who delivered run number five is at the play. Johnny Banks, he hit a third ball from the basketball to the basket to a home run, He as the breaking fit, piling away from this hall, women after the eighth. Mr. Bob, the score is Cincinnati desperately wants this, and I'll tell you one of the reasons why. Another pitch up high from Hall, who has great control, but he's behind the bench 2-0. Only five teams in Major League history have lost the first two games, and then gone on to win the series. Cincinnati doesn't want to go two games down to Baltimore. No Foul back on the next pitch. From Hall to Bench, it's 2-1 to Johnny Bench, the premier catcher in the National League. Golden Glove winner, first time that's ever happened as a rookie. And very much in the voting for the most valuable player of the National League, the 1970. Already at the end, so throws a big serve. bent waits on it, drills it to center field. Blair looks like he had trouble finding it, but does find it. Comes in and makes the catch. And that'll bring up Lee May, who doubled in a couple of runs back in the first inning. Get into a double play, started by Robinson, who stole to start it. Tapping the ball, getting to throw on down to Johnson at second base, and he's wide the center in the sixth. May look down to and as we look to the Baltimore bullpen, it is still busy. All throws, ball is hit on one hop. The Blandwood shortstop with plenty of time to throw on the boog foul, and they're quickly two out. I don't think I need to point it out to you, that this is the, the inning that Dick Hall and the Orioles want to get by. They have disposed the of Johnny Bench and Lee May. And Bernie Carvo is now coming out. Nope, that is Tom McRae, who will bat the right-handed outfielder. He youngster. and no wonder. He bundled his way on with a single in the first and doubled in the fourth before drowning out in the sixth. All ready to throw. Outside and low, it is ball one. But as we said, if Hall and the Orioles can get through the middle of this lineup, it would mean that in the ninth inning, they would have the seventh, eighth, and ninth men due up. Back again, hit high in the air to the left side. Buford hardly moves the set. Now walks one or two to his right, comes back to his left, and has it for the third out. And Hall has gotten sent. May and McRae. One, two, three. At the end of eight, Baltimore still leads Six to five. Jake Hall will lead it off in the range inning against John Govett. And manages Sparky Anderson at Cincinnati has... Wayne Granger, who has 35 saves this year, up and throwing just in case. Gellett gets in trouble. All takes high from Gellett, ball one. At the moment, it is a one-run ball game, and Anderson doesn't want it to go any further than that. Gellett looks in the hall. Ready at 1-1, one and one, or rather 1-0, and oh, and throws, and it is inside 2-0. Oh. Well, yesterday, and again today, second, I made a point of saying that Baltimore set an American League record this year by winning 40 one-run ballgames. They won a one-run ballgame yesterday. There's Lowe from Gellick, but it's at the knees and it's a stretch, two and one. And they're involved in a one-run ball game again today. So they have had their measure of a close, exciting ballgame. They lost 15 one-run ballgames during the regular season. All swings on the fastball and it's 2 2 Buford waits on deck. Well, ready, and the ball is hit to the right side. May breaks off from the right side toward the stands, and it drops three rows deep. But still 2-2. May is at first base. Tommy Helms at second. Darrell Taney is the shortstop. Tony Perez the third. McRae in left. Coleman in center. Rose in right. Vance is the catcher, and John Gullett is the fourth Cincinnati pitcher. And in the top of the ninth, he's got a 2-2 count on the leadoff batter, Dick Hall. Well, at ready, and with the fastball, strikes out Hall. Gullett's first strikeout, and only the fourth by the Cincinnati staff. Here's Guilford. Single in the first to race on a double play. Hit a ball deep to right in the third that was caught by Rose. single in the run in the fifth. And a fine play by Helms got him in the fifth. So he is two for four today. Guilford, a quick hitter, has gone to the right side now against the left-handed Don Gullett. Well, at ready, throws the fastball. It's high, ball one. 51,531 looking on. The sun is now out. but the crowd, there's another high pitch from Geller who had trouble with the mound that time. It's 2-0. Concepcion is down there throwing in the bullpen and might come in for defensive purposes. Well, later on in this inning, if the going gets rough, but he is simply down there throwing because after the ninth inning, Baltimore doesn't care if it gets up again. There's a strike on the pitch from Gellett. At the knees, The two balls, one strike. Peskeon was up and throwing in late innings yesterday also, but never got in. Gellett is ready and throws. ball is outside, is three and it's 3-1. The Buford with Paul Blair on deck. 6-5 the score. We are in the ninth inning. Cincinnati trails and would hate to move on to Baltimore, down two games to none. Cling and a miss on the 3-1 pitch, I mean, Don Buford wound up and really swung. Don isn't too tall, but well built with quite a football player at Southern Cal, and 10 hit with power. Well, it's ready, high, and Buford draws the walk. Don had 17 home runs during the regular season and stole 16 bases. Paul Blair hit into a double play in the first. Perez tried to get his down in the third, but Woodward picked it up and threw him out, made making a fine play at first, and he singled and scored a run in the fifth. And singled again in the seventh, and again. He was erased from the double play. Fastball, and he went around on it. Like one. Buford, of course, becomes very important to both Baltimore and Cincinnati. A two run cushion in the last of night. The big difference in playing for that one run. Well, Cincinnati doesn't want for to score, and Baltimore does. Yellow, out of the stretch, throws the fastball, it popped up foul and out of play behind home plate, Two strikes to Blair with Bruve Powell waiting on deck. And what a series Powell has made. Remember in the most valuable voting player voting, Cowell, should be right up in there, but it's made after the regular season and before the playoff series and before the World Series, so that voting is all over with. Outside with the passball to Jellett, and it's one and two. Of course, there is that voting for the most valuable player in a World Series. On last, as I recall, by Don Clendrennan, the first baseman of the New York Mets. One ball, two strikes. Buford at first. One out in the ninth. Jellett ready to throw. Comes back with the pass the right field, Pete Rose goes back on it, not near the warning track, one hands it, and then prepares to throw to second, but Buford drops back to first. Joey so throws the cutoff man, and Buford Powell comes up. Carroll today walked in the first. Homer, about 430 feet away on the first 50-star in the fourth inning. He singled to drive in a run in the fifth inning, and hit into a fast double play in the seventh. Up with two out, Buford at first, in the ninth. Now, the left-hander working against the left-hander, Don Gullick. The 19-year-old fireballing left-hander puts something off that pitch that's inside, ball one. Consider that Will Cox, who pitched today at 20, Gullick, who is pitching now for the Reds, is 19. The Orioles are not an old ball club, they're averaging less than 30 years in age, but they're three and a half years older. There's a big swing by now. They are three-and-a-half years older on the average than is the young Cincinnati ball team. One ball, one strike to Powell. Now a giant Floridian. Jellett's ready, throws, fastball is fouled back. One ball, two strikes. Jellett, throughout the National League season and in the playoff game, had Great success against a fine left-handed slugger, much on the order of Bruce Howell, by the name of Willie Stargell of Pittsburgh. One ball, to strikes. Rangers simply standing on the mound, watching out in the Cincinnati and Nobody in the Baltimore bullpen at the moment. There's a breaking pitch. That's going outside. Just misses. It's 2-2. Six runs, 10 hits, two others for the birds, 5-7-0 and oh for the Reds. We are in the top of the ninth of the second World Series game. Miller trying to get the side out so his teammates can try to tie it up in the last of the night. Five hits, three and two. Well, Kyle walked on a 3-2 pitch back in the first inning. It's the first pitch in the fourth, single on a 2-2 pitch in the fifth. And here he is at three and two. Now well, look, the left-hander throws. low. he is down the walk. Buford goes on down to second base. And Frank Robinson, looking for his first World Series hit this year, 0 for 8, comes up. It has been very difficult for the Reds in this series to get Spooed Powell out. He has really hurt. Frank Robinson over four today but hit one in the fifth inning way back against the wall in right field and pete rose went right to the wall and with his back against the wall made the catch he was also grounded out twice and was caught looking on a two-two count with a fastball in the first inning johnny bench went out to say something to don gullis who of course is facing robinson for the first time six to five to score now baltimore has two aboard with two out fastball High in the air, maybe a play on it. Bench comes back to the screen, looks up, and it falls into the seat. And much deeper in the seat than I thought, than Johnny Bench thought, the ball would go. Bench came back as though he had a play all the way, and I was staring down, and he must have fallen. Oh, 15 rows back. One strike to Frank Robinson. Rookie of the lead with the Cincinnati Reds. Most valuable player in the national league with the Cincinnati Reds, and then in 1956 he won the triple crown and was the most valuable player when he was traded away to Baltimore. Baltimore took four in a row that year from the Los Angeles Dodgers in the series. Big swing on a fastball, and I mean Don Jeliston really hung that fastball. Two strikes. Right. As one of the Baltimore coaches, George Bamberger was saying today pointing out at the Reds who are taking batting practice, he said, that team in Cincinnati is going to be around for a long time. He strikes, and he is caught looking on a fast going on the outside corner. No runs, no hits, no errors, two left. We go to the last of the ninth inning, Baltimore six, Cincinnati five. Cincinnati is down by a run, and we don't mean to repeat ourselves, but for those who just joined us, Baltimore one, 40 one-run decisions in American League record during the regular season and they won a one-run decision yesterday there's a called strike Paul asking for well he's asking John Red clarity about a pitch or about the ball in any case Hendricks serves back the ball the board says strike one and Hendricks is up Jim I'm not sure whether Tommy Helms was backing out and calling for time or not but just strike on the board Back again, just off the trotter, one and one. Four to three yesterday's score, in a thriller in which the Oils were down three to nothing. They were down four to nothing today. They lead by one, right and the Reds are trying to come back. Breaking pitch, and it's fouled back. It's one ball, two strikes, the helms with Chaney on deck. Now, Ty Cline and Angel Bravo have been used as since it is. But Bernie Carbo, a left-hander, a rookie who hit more than 300, has not yet made an appearance. Breaking kick, up the middle, Belanger's open back to second base. Goes on the first, he's got in a close one. Fine play by Mark Belanger, whose there, opened the way for 3 un-earned runs back in the first inning. Kaney is out on deck. Daryl Kaney batted 232 during the regular season. He is a switch hitter. And Jimmy Stewart is coming out on deck. Carbo will not pinch it following Darryl King, but Jimmy Stewart will. But now Carbo is out on deck, and Caney has gone back, and Stewart is also out on deck. So, Saney was out there, Stewart came out, Saney went back, Carbo came out, and here is Bernie Carbo, who hit 310, 21 home runs, 63 RBIs during the regular season, and has a lot of supporters in that voting for the rookie of the year In yesterday's game he was 0 for 2. he walked twice and of course was involved in that play at the plate first pitch is a call strike to bernie carbo so carbo has home run power 21 of them Dick call is ready back the pitch is off the plate Outside, and it's one ball, one strike to cover one out, last of the night, six to five. Baltimore trying to go back home for the third game on Tuesday, leading two games to none. Cincinnati trying to avoid that. Big curveball, rounded down to blue How is going to make the play himself, and there are two outs. And now, the switch inning and Stewart will back. Stewart, a 267 hitter during the regular season. Came up yesterday, also in the ninth inning, to lead it off and struck out 20. Against the Elderman winner, Jim Palmer, and that was Palmer's, believe it or not, first strike out of that ballgame. He struck out 12 in the playoffs here. All is ready to throw to Stewart. Well, has been around in the American and National League. And came over a couple of years ago in a played for Origo with the White Scott two strikes on him. Hall comes back and it's foul out of play to the left. So Cincinnati is just a strike away from losing their second World Series game. The first two. Or turn it around. Baltimore is a strike away from winning the first two in a row. Baltimore's bullpen is busy, but they're watching Hall work. It just misses. The Baltimore infield was on its way off the field. They thought that was called strike free, but Red gladly said no. It's one ball, two strikes. Steve Rose kneeling on deck, hoping to get a chance to bat. Six to five the score. The pitch. Ball is hit to center field. Paul Blair going way back. toward a running track. Turns, lifts up and holds it as he hits the wall. Swimming through it with amazing power. The center field and Paul Blair with a pattern of golden drop gold touch in deep center field. And a new inning. Mike Salander, who had an air in the first inning, made a nifty play on Tommy Helms to get him. And Paul Blair, also charged with an error in the first inning, makes a great catch going climbing into the wall and end the ball game. And Paul Blair has taken the first two games. Final score of Baltimore, six runs, ten hits, two errors. Cincinnati, five runs, seven hits, and no errors.